DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Question of the morning. We got it up on our Facebook page. Wow. How is Utah not the best team in the Pac-12 after that beatdown of Oregon? I think it's undisputed. They are the best team. Yeah. Oregon was on the road in a neutral side, and Britton Covey went into how mad they'll be if there's a rematch. So they lit a fire under them. Okay, I buy all that. And if I'm a Ute fan, not this week. I'm relaxing this week. I'm going to eat turkey and stuff myself <laughs> uh, beyond belief. Because it doesn't even really matter if you lose, but I don't think it will. Uh, I just don't get hurt. Uh, I, I would have a level of nervousness next week. Sure, yeah, I, I buy all that. But for me, I don't have that fan connection. And I can look at it, and I use the word objectively, but the word objective is a relative word because I believe everyone has bias, and I certainly have bias towards the U. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I think that they win that game, too. I think that was such a beatdown. There was nothing, zero flukiness about it. You cannot say, yeah, but, in any form on that thing. You got annihilated. One team annihilated the other. And it's going to be like a home crowd in Vegas. This will be the first time Utah will simulate what BYU has done many times over in Vegas. So I wonder how many fans, I will never know, I wonder how many fans that was worth. Because it is motivating to see the way they crushed them there. And there were some people who were already in there, already going. You had your buddy who already had the 15 tickets. You told us last week, and he's hardcore, and the whole family's hardcore. Uh But Uh I would think that there are people on the fence who are like, Believe it, we're going. Thousands. Yeah. So if that was worth another five or 10,000 fans, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I talked to the ticket guys in Tucson, and I, I know them. I've known them for years. Mm-hmm. And they were joking with me about wanting to get the, uh, see the tickets sold because their job is to sell tickets, right? That, that's their job. <laughs> right. And I said, you got nothing to worry about here. Well, they couldn't sell them against uh, the week of the U of A because they hadn't clinched yet. I said, you've got nothing to worry about. I believe Ute fans will respond in mass. And now I made that statement, what, nine days ago? And you're ready to double down. Yes, yes. precisely. Yes. I, I really did think that because I was watching that game in the second half. There was nothing to see. The game was over. And it was a celebration. It was, but it was a celebration. And they take those shots of the stands and the total bedlam. I'm thinking, how many people have either... Confirmed what they were wondering about or just completely changed their mind. I'm not going. Yes, I am going. I think they're going to win it, and I want to be there. Tens of thousands. <laughs> they're going to have 40,000 U fans there? I've seen 2025. The, the, the Fiesta Bowl, and you did say that you saw people there from your neighborhood who you know for a fact are hardcore Cougar fans, and they were there wearing red. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, you can't dismiss that. And I know in sports talk radio, it's red versus blue, and fans light each other. I mean, we had a question about the Utah-Oregon game, and ended up Utah-BYU fans on our Facebook page lighting each other up. But there are a lot oh, of I families. Oh, I think BYU's better than Utah. I'll there, say that flat out. There are a lot of... That's for <laughs> Thank another, you. That's Thank for you. another Thank segment. Thank you for going there right now. That's for another segment. <laughs> Save it. But there are families where they've got both, and they do go to both games, and they do wear red and blue. Right, you've got some faithful and you got some apostates. I understand. I know where and you're some going. Some of the faithful married some of the apostates. Yeah, and we've gotten. And we they like to go to. We football didn't accept games. it at first, but we gotten over it. <laughs> they They're like to go to football games. People. Oh yeah, I think I-15 is going to be a flood of cars. 
Absolutely, man. The Fiesta Bowl was about an experience. Mm-hmm. This is about a game. You know, you're going down to watch the game. The other one, it was it was a Christmas week. It was holiday season. I mean, I, I was, you know, I lived down there for many years. I consider that my home. And I was walking around, killing time in Old Town Scottsdale. And I saw people, pe- people were PKing me everywhere. It was like I was in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was just incredible. And they were doing the tourist thing, and I saw them. I saw them. I went to the festival parade because they made me write a 25-inch story and then used one inch of it uh, and uh, plugged it in someplace else. I saw tons of people. I don't know that we'll see, like, vacationers, but they'll be there for the game because this is not the time of year for vacation. That was, and the weather was going to be, you know, so much oh, better. You can blah, take blah, the blah, day blah. off work, drive down yeah. that day. Yeah, yeah, and if, if, you know, you can come back to St. George after the game or you can come back the next day. So it's going to be relatively uh, cheap under the circumstances. So, yes, I expect them, uh, you know, not to the extent that they had in Rice-Eccles, but I expect them to have overwhelming because unless it's maybe Oregon State, Oregon can't be fired up about it. They wanted playoff, and you you got run off the field. Washington State, that's a long way to go, and you know you kind of backdoor it if you get it. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be a huge city. It's going to be what BYU has had so many times over the years. We've seen it. We've been to Vegas Bowls. We saw it firsthand. Uh, I was there, Arizona, earlier this season. I saw it again, of course. It's going to be that. Instead of blue, it's going to be predominantly red. And it's going to be a showcase, man. It's going to be a showcase of your program. And at this point, you're the best program in the conference. And you've only been in the conference for 10 years? That's just amazing. You've overcome these, uh, bypass these programs that you think would have advantages over you, but don't. Looking at you, USC. Looking at you, UCLA. Looking at you, Washington. ASU. Um, maybe the U of A, but probably not. Uh, but certainly four or five schools, and you've just you've just left them in the dust. And now you got this opportunity to go to the Rose Bowl, and it's right there. It, this is a dream come true. They got to get it done, but it's a dream come true for the for this program and all of its fans. Yeah. So if I'm working at the U today, I got a smile ear to ear on my face, man. This is a phenomenal program. And in a few years, they'll be playing uh, Kyle Whittingham Field at Rice Eccles Stadium. <laughs> they will. Brian says, fantastic game. What an atmosphere. Utah's easily the best team in the Pac 12. I can't wait for the championship game in Las Vegas. I'm with you. Dave says, impressive win for Utah. This BYU fan hopes to see Utah in Pasadena on January 1st. Mm, I believe it'll happen. I've been saying it for weeks. But it looks way more obvious now. It looks better now. So more obvious watched Because you've watched Utah offensive and defensive lines win beyond a shadow of a doubt. Right. Yeah. Convincing as convincing could be. Because the nature of their program, I'm probably not going to put up 60. You know, with the more ball control and all that. But th- this this was freaking Whittingham's dream come true. <laughs> we ran it, you didn't. Yeah, and I got tough guy Cristobal over there. Yeah. And 
I out-toughed you. Yeah. A short, perfunctory post-game handshake that said, I will see you in two weeks. Yeah. When I was in, the, uh, when I was in high school, these two guys had a fight. I've told you this story. I think we were freshmen, right? And, you know, you get a fight in high school, and everybody gathers around, and it was right outside the gym. And the school was still being constructed. We were the first class to go there all four years, and we only had juniors, right? So there were still uh, areas that weren't done. And there was this area right outside the locker room, and it had a, a, uh, a sidewalk, and then it dropped off. They hadn't filled in, so it dropped off like a foot. So these guys were scuffling a little bit, and the one guy fell, and it looked like he got punched and went down, but he actually fell, fell off. off because right. of the one foot, right? And he's on his back, and he reaches up to shake the guy's hand because he knew he'd been beat, and the guy above him is standing over him, and we're all there. And before before shaking his hand, he said, I remember this. We're going back many, many years now, and I can quote it verbatim. Did I or, or did, did I, I not kick, kick your, your ass? ass? I've heard and this. everybody busted up. And that's what I thought Kyle should have said to Cristobal on <laughs> Saturday night. No, 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 because this is just halftime of a two-game set. Which may or may not turn out to be true. Maybe Oregon State beats Oregon, and then that's the end of that. But but that was a total Batunia kicking. They shake hands, and as Chris Ball starts to leave, Kyle just holds on and pulls him back in. I got Get one on. question for you. Straight, straight out of the movies. These are two tough guys, right? Chris Ball fancies himself as a tough guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kyle does too, but I'm telling you, the guy's mush if you get to know him. He he really is, and and he, he he is. There's just no doubt about it. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand, and I can't go into great detail, but I've seen it. Uh, but he does come off as tough guy with his program, uh, and they tough guy. They out tough guy them. Sure, Britton Covey. He's a nice, sensitive, seven effective habits of a great living, or whatever it's called. Uh, so, <laughs> what? <laughs> My grandfather. I know that Seven got habits of highly effective people. But I that, liked your that version got the better. Shout out on the pun. Yeah. As Covey's jogging out there for that punt, the broadcast team starts talking about his grandpa, yeah. the books, the cousins. You can name them all. I mean, the whole life story to set up the pun return. It was, it was good time. And then he flashes the O. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, he did it. Did I? Was I the only one who saw it? He went the little O like this with the thumbs and the fingers, the index fingers together. Go back and look it up. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think he got a little trash. We know he flexed over the Sun Devil, dude. Oh, yeah. I that call him Flex Cubby. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Even he is a little tough guy. Everybody's a tough guy there. They got that one little gal who takes the videos. She's tough. <laughs> Those two little gals, you always see them together. I don't know their names, but you go to the practices and you know, they're always together. And then they're on the sidelines together and they're, they're, they're real small gals. But they're tough. <laughs> Everybody in that program's tough. Okay, so does he do it while he's in the end zone? I think or he, is it on the way back to the sideline? He scores and he's running. And he holds the ball out and then they cut to the crowd. And that's uh, on this clip. I'll have to find a longer clip. It was like he was running from 
he goes on the left side, so he's going down the east side, right? And then he turns his shoulders right and starts to run towards the goalpost a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's he, what he does it. I thought he did it. Maybe I'm wrong. But I thought it was a little mockage. Balls up. They cut to the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, 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 I thought I saw it. But hey, adrenaline's flowing. Why not? I get it. It was a f- such a phenomenal play. At that point, and this is the game for first place, a team to be on the playoff, and you didn't even need the second and half. You didn't even the third and fourth quarters. It was over. <laughs> it was. <laughs> when he ran into the end zone, the game ended. Yeah. It ended. Yeah. Oregon, you could have gotten home and gotten to bed earlier. You should have left. No need to play uh, the second. We didn't need the final, what did they play, 15 minutes, the final 30 minutes? Forget that. This is, what a beatdown, man. Just got to get through it because those are the rules. What a beatdown. It was the finest moment, certainly since they've been in the Pac-12. Without a doubt. The Stanford that you had, but you need to, they were right down on the goal line and they threw an incomplete pass at the end. Here, and, no. Come on. This was to beat a top five team to clinch the division. Yeah. National TV, primetime in the East, over the air, everybody for all the Pac-12 exposure issues. Nobody can see this league. I had all my Goombas back East texting me. Court. Yes. <laughs> did not. <laughs> I did too. Your Goombas back East. <laughs> right away, everything after that's a lie. <laughs> it's just like, hey, my buddy who works for ESPN, Jason Reed, uh-huh. you can look it up. Te- te- uh, tweets at me, shut up. Because <laughs> I'm obviously complimenting I these s- guys out to yin-yang. What I else are you going to do? I saw you had some fun with him, though. Yeah, I don't normally, I don't tweet a lot during the week, but I'll tweet during games because stuff will come into my mind. I think, oh, this is a stupid thing to say. Like I tweeted out, oh, man, it's going to be fun at church tomorrow. <laughs> DJ, if you did that, people are like, What? I already know that. Because, right, right, right. You got right. your role. I got my role. I understand that. So I do stupid stuff. So you post a question on Facebook, and then I'll often, not always, but often if we need more reaction, I will uh, copy and paste it and put it over on my Twitter feed. We don't have a show Twitter feed. Right, because we you've did. got thousands individual. more followers than me, uh, as you should. Two or three. You're a Hall of Famer. Okay, thanks. I'm not. <laughs> so, I'm a freaking nobody over here. And when here. I do that... People are like, look at you stirring the pot. What I get an angry reaction from people. And I occasionally get people who are like, did your partner hijack your... And I'm like, well, yeah, kind of, actually. Because <laughs> I just copy and pasted what he wrote Right, we got night. our roles. So I have fun with it. And I'm complimenting the Utes because that's all what I'm going to do, rip them. And I got a high-profile high ESPN guy tell me to shut up. Who you used to sit next to and take high school football scores at the Daily Breeze. Back in the day. Yeah, and he's an SC guy, and he was embarrassed earlier in the day. Oh, yeah, he didn't want to hear. He does not want to hear about the youth running the Pac-12 South. No, and they, and they gave up 66, was it? Yeah. 62, what was it? Uh, it 62, was 62-33. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. And DTR took him for six TDs and hurdled a guy and signed an autograph on a hat after another one. Legendary. I mean, they, were, they were just messing with him. I mean, yeah. they were just toying with him. So, yeah, my Goombas back east. <laughs> That's just like I said. 
All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman, is going to join us coming up at 9 o'clock. Blake Anderson, Aggie football coach at 9.30, right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. This is unright. Guys are doing a hell of a job. What are the odds that Mark Harlan calls Kalani to just chat about things in the next couple of years? Is that totally insane to think that Kalani would entertain a, a, a job offer from Utah, a place that he's pulled the paycheck down from before? Here's why I say yes, it's a possibility. Ooh. And I say yes because Kalani Sataki would be phenomenal at Utah. Oh, boy. I hate it even hearing that come he out would, of your mouth. I, I, what he would. I mean, it's I not mean, a disgusting. How, how he would recruit and what he could bring to the program. That is unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. And he joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best State Award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. Samson, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? I'm good. I, I'm wondering which of the uh, Jekyll and Hyde uh, Samson Nakua's I'm talking to. Am I, am I talking to the nice guy who you see after practice and he's making jokes about the length of his hair? Or I'm talking to that foul-mouthed bleep who's out there taunting people during games and can't wait for the plate in so he can start yakking again. Yeah, you know, it's uh, early morning, so you're getting a nice chance today. Uh, oh, good. Okay. Talk, I'll save it for the field. <laughs> the game was streamed, so a lot of people didn't get to see it. But, Samson, they got under your skin or you got under yours because every time they took a shot of you, you and some dude, and it was different dudes for their team, were barking at each other. And when you finally bait one of them into a 15-yard penalty, and I saw you got up, get up, you knew you did it. It was like your goal, your mission at that point was to get 15 yards on that guy. And your brother jumps him and wrecks the thing, and it's offsetting penalties. What did you tell your brother? Oh, my goodness. I was going to slap him in the back of the head. I was like, bro, what are you doing? And I was like, coach, it doesn't say, stay calm and collected. I was calm and collected. I was ready to get the guy, and Puka came and saved my butt a little bit. The little big bro just watching out for me, thankfully. <laughs> but it was all good, you know. Uh, I think we went down and scored on the drive, so, you know, it was okay for him to do that. <laughs> I wasn't too mad for that. We saw your brother got a little banged up. How's he feeling today? Oh, he's a little soft. He's fine. <laughs> he's just being soft. I, I I went to the tent after and I slapped him. I was like, hey, stop being soft. I was like, not in the South. I was like, everyone's already on our heads right now. So I was like, we can't be soft. And thankfully he got up and came back into the game. <laughs> but he's okay. So was there a brief moment there? Was it Because your brother scored on the first play of the second quarter. It's 14-3. And then they take over. Touchdown. They stop you on downs. They get another score. And I'm sure there were some Cougar fans having Coastal Carolina flashbacks. But you guys, <laughs> from the moment they took the lead, you dominated the rest of the game. So uh, what happened for yeah. 10 minutes there? Did you guys just lose focus? Um, I think we just started off a bit slow. Um I think with the offense, we were just moving a bit slowly. Same with the defense. Everyone just had to adjust, um, get a feel for the for the team and what they were doing, and uh, then just get rolling with what we had schemed up. Um, pass into the end zone that he should have caught. I should have put us up even. We should have been up 14-3, I think. Um, 
but it was just everyone just coming out a little slow. But um, everyone was able to just stay with their heads on and just keep working, and uh, just came out on top. With your experience at the University of Utah for many years, are you going to tell these boys what it's like to go into the L.A. Coliseum and play the USC Trojans? I tell them, but, you know, with uh, being here at BYU, it's a little different. It's a home game everywhere we go. And uh, the last couple of times I've been to the Coliseum, it has been rowdy, but it being BYU, I think it's going to be a home home advantage for us. So it's going to be an interesting change of uh, things with the uh, going up there, but um, it's going to be a good game no matter what their record is and how they're playing. Um, USC is always a really good team, so it's going to be a battle no matter what. Well, Samson, now with name, image, and likeness money, you're actually paid to say stuff like that, but USC is 4-6, and six, and they've lost four of the last five games, and UCLA just beat them 62-33, to 33. so I think the Cougar fans sitting in the car right now shaking their heads saying, Samson, come on! <laughs> Oh, for sure. But um, shoot, we've all, everyone looks throughout our season, we could definitely be, uh, what, 10 and 1? Yeah. Um, and so we've always had our fair shares of not showing up to games. So um, anything anything can happen in this game of football. Um, any team could show up and uh, honestly swing things a different way than people uh, would assume they are going. So, um, and it's Pac 12 football. USC has always been the top dog no matter what. And. They're still putting points up on the board, so it's going to be a battle no matter what. It's going to be a fun game yeah. down in the Coliseum. You look at it, uh, Utah State, senior night, first place on the line, playing last place Wyoming, and Wyoming drills them. So certainly SC is capable of doing that. I, I would think that that's going to be the message. And b- because of the fact of last game and all that stuff, there shouldn't be any lack of attention or focus going into this game. Exactly. It's their senior night, probably two for them, so... You know, they're trying to make a statement for their seniors, trying to send them out with some love. So I think it's a senior night round three for us. So we're about to go turn up down in the Coliseum. So we got to come out ready, do our thing, focus, really focus in practice this week and uh, not the, not let things slip away from us and just come out ready to hop, um, ready to play and uh, punch them in the mouth, 21 zip. Hopefully we can start it off how we've been starting a couple games. Uh, you're an old guy, so I can't imagine you knew any of the eighth graders uh, when you were a senior. But are there guys on your team who know Jackson Dart, obviously a local guy, quarterback in USC now? Um, I think there are a couple guys that uh, played with him. Um, some of our walk-ons played with him uh, over at Corner Canyon, right? Yeah. Yeah, Corner Canyon. I, I remember I played with one of my teammates over at uh, the U, Van, Van Fillinger. Um, he played with uh, yeah, Dart a little bit, too. Um the the kid's good. Obviously, he got the starting job over there, and he's been making it work for his first year. Um, he still has a couple, a uh, lot to adjust to, but he's not a bad quarterback at all. He he's gonna do good. He's gonna show up with the team, and so we just gotta come out and play our game. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is just being locked in for whatever they throw at us and just stick to our schemes. You've mentioned now, you've been on with us this entire season several times about these away games and the amount of fans that BYU has had, and you've said that you know it's like a home game, and you've gone out of your way to mention it. So were you surprised? Have you been surprised? Is this something you expected when you went out on the road? No, total, total surprise. Um, I definitely understood that, you know, the church is everywhere. We send missionaries all over the world, across the states. Um, but I didn't know how much love we really hold and how many fans we really have and people like look up to 
BYU football and just BYU athletics. So um, it's been honestly so fun being able to go to any away game and see more than half the stadium or at least half the stadium our fans cheering us on here in BYU chant. BYU chant in Georgia was unreal. Going to Baylor, hearing BYU chant, it was unreal. And um, I believe going to LA, it's going to be the same thing. And um, it's just going to be, it's been amazing to for it to be a home game everywhere we go. I've never experienced anything like it. And it's, just, it's been all love. You know, it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know that it'll be like everywhere else you've gone. I, I think it could be even more intense because there are so you drive you draw a two or three hour circle around the LA Coliseum, and there are a lot of people who are BYU fans, and that doesn't count the people who want to leave colder weather for warmer weather here and are planning to go down on a holiday weekend. I I don't know. I guess Vegas in the opener. I, I think I think it'll be that, and it it might be a little bigger even. I think so too. Coliseum people, it's going to be. I think it's going to go crazy too. I believe so, and I'm I'm excited for it because I remember going out to Vegas and. I was not expecting that in Vegas, and I can only imagine now people want to come see this game because everyone knows it's going to be a battle. No matter USC's record, it's going to be a good battle, and it's going to be fun to watch both teams perform out there. So what would 5-0 and in the Pac-12 play mean to the guys at BYU? Because that's what you're shooting for. Shoot. Um, I think that will mean a lot for them in uh, the upcoming years and uh, – and wherever wherever it takes them in the Big 12 or in the upcoming schedules, it just gives them more confidence to show them that, hey, man, if you believe in this team and you believe in your coaches and you just work hard and uh, stick to the schemes, that any, you can make it work no matter where you're at. No matter if you thought any team was a power five, they were better than BYU always. Like, hey, we, we had the hardest schedule BYU's had in probably like 20 years, I think, and we can end out at ten and two. We could have had a better season, but ten and two's you shows we can rock with anyone and play with anyone in the nation. And um, hopefully, it just gives the guys confidence for the upcoming years. Samson Nakua joining us, BYU wide receiver. Uh, is the season kind of uh, you know you tick down on the number of games here? Does the end of the year sneak up on you? Do you feel like an old guy? Do you get a little misty eyed once in a while? I do. I do get. I feel. I feel a little old. Honestly, uh, talking to these guys, give them some knowledge that I've got over the years, and I'm just looking back and like, dang, I never thought I'd be in this position to be able to just give back knowledge. Um, I just always thought I'd always just be learning myself and just keep trying to improve myself and never thinking about others and teaching and helping others. But it's been such a long ride, and it's crazy. It's I'm trying not to cry about it, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's been crazy. I've been loving it, especially coming back down to BYU. All the love down here and everything about down here has been amazing. You talk about how you still like Utah and you still have a connection to them. Has this sort of been the best of both for you because you're winning at a high level? You beat Utah, and now it looks like Utah has got a realistic shot to, to go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Those exactly. guys back up with the Pac-12 over there. Those are my dogs <laughs> go over there whooping. Whooping Oregon's butt, huh? Yeah. Dunking them. They should have passed the controls early, right before halftime. Oregon should have stepped onto the plane. <laughs> Shoot, those are my dogs right there. They've been killing. I went to Sunday yesterday. I went to go visit some of them. I leave and go to go get some breakfast with them and eat and catch up. Um, it was really cool, honestly, to see them doing really good and um, having a having a hard year losing one of our teammates. And uh, but then you know just picking it up and. Uh, just fighting, and it's been it's been awesome to see them doing their thing right now. 
I mean, we see it, but you played there and you know the guys. What What is the emotion? I mean, I don't even know if you can put it into words. When Covey steps out of the last tackle and he's at the 20 and everybody knows he's going into the end zone with zeros on the clock. If they push him out of bounds at the 25, it's all for show, oh. but it doesn't matter. But he steps yeah. out of there. It just looked like bedlam. Man, it was wonderful. I was jumping, cheering on the plane because that's when they was seen it. Um, and it was all up from the whole plane, actually. Everyone was going crazy for Covey. <laughs> everyone loves Covey. Everyone knows Covey. The hometown hero from Pro Land Salt Lake just killed it. And, uh, he's been a hero to everyone in Utah. And the Sea Cubs has been doing his thing for a lot of years now out here in college. But <laughs> he's been uh, he's been a great mentor for everyone, and it's just it's really cool to see him keep doing his thing. Yeah, for sure. There's been some talk of Kalani. You know, has put together two very good seasons, obviously, and he's drawn some interest potentially for some other programs because this time of year, every year, there's always a bunch of openings. There's already three in the Pac-12. There might be more and all that stuff. Uh, What would you say to the administration as far as them making more of a financial commitment to the program to make sure Kalani stays? Um, It would be in their best interest to keep the man. Um, Me and my brother played at different programs and we loved it there and we we're dedicated and loved everything about our programs, but um, just coming back down here is a different vibe. Um, the love, the friendship that we have with not just the team, but our coaches, and it doesn't even feel like it's a coach and player bond. It just feels like we're friends and that we can talk to each other about anything, whether it be football or life. Um, everyone's just able to talk and just lay, lay it all on the table. and. Um, they got to keep a man like that. Um, not only does he change it on the field, but he changes our lives off. And um, after our losses, we didn't even talk about the loss in the game. He just told us to go smile and go hug our families and tell them how much we love them and tell them how thankful we are for them for coming out and um, try to show gratitude for our family. And uh, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a lot bigger than uh, football around here. And, um, it just means a lot more to players, I think, and um, to myself for sure. And they got to keep a man like that because he makes a bigger impact than people know. So when you look around the country, you see fan bases that think they win because of the letters on the on the chest or the logo on the helmet. And there is a certain entitlement that comes with that. And mm-hmm. I know it's an Alabama and Ohio State thing, but it is much bigger than that and much more pervasive than that. Can you explain to people how much the people matter? The logo stays the same, but the people change, and how different it is based on the people who are running the show. Oh, it's very different. Um, shoot, uh, Utah is the same way up there, um, dedicated by the logos. Um, we grind up there. Uh, Utah, we respect the process to a T. Like, it's a grind just like Ohio State, like Alabama, I think. Utah's grind is just like theirs. I don't doubt it one bit. And um, you're always going to get players that are dedicated to the game and uh, will never disrespect this process. You know, they're they're willing to die for it. Um, and um, sometimes it almost feels like it's just, how can I explain it? Sometimes at those programs, it almost feels like it's almost like a military base. You know, we do what we're told and commanded and um, – you do it because you love the team and you love the coaches and you respect and you want to do it and you want to make it to where you want to get in this life, so you do it. 
And um, but when you have someone that just there and shows you that there's just more to it, that he wants you to respect his process and grind and love it, and I don't, it's a hard. I don't really know how to. It's very hard to explain, but there's just something that down here shows that there's just more than football that we can teach and grow to be better young men in our lives and helping with our families because this game translates so much more to our regular lives. And um, sometimes over at other schools, it feels like it's just straight football. And uh, sometimes they forget about our, that we're actually human beings, that we're young teenagers in this, in this world, making mistakes, trying to learn and grow up without our parents here. We're miles and miles away from our families trying to do it on our own. Of course, we're going to make mistakes, but sometimes coaches forget that we're kids and they, I don't know, it's just a lot. And uh, this program's good. They take care of you and um, they love you and uh, help you grow so much in every way possible. And it's just beautiful down here. Well, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us, Samson. And uh, good luck at USC. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a wonderful day. Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. Headed to the Coliseum for game number 12. The 9-2 Cougars trying to hit double digits and wins back-to-back seasons. Fantastic. <clears throat> Fantastic season if you get that. I mean, they've had a pretty good season either way. 9-3 and three is nothing to sneeze at. But to go 5-zip and zip in the Conference of Champions. Wasn't even on our radar no. at the start of the year. Are you kidding me? Yogi Roth, when he yeah. brought up that, what was the number? Was it they can't go 3-2 and two or they can't go 2-3? and three? Can't go 3-2. Three 3-2, and two. Three and two. yeah. yeah. And now just trying to salvage a win, and nobody really thinks that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I think you're underestimating SC, though. Uh, they've got the potential. I don't underestimate that at all. But they've lost four out of five. Well, they suck defensively, but you get a couple of turnovers, or you commit a couple of turnovers, you get loose with the ball. Their offense is pretty good. Their offense will score. Yeah. Yes. Even with the loss of the best receiver. They scored, 30, uh, in, they in scored a, 33 the points yeah. against UCLA, and I know the pressure was off once the game opened up. But nonetheless, they are clearly capable of doing that. Right. So I don't think it's a walk in a park. Uh, I, I think it's going to be more like a little bit, uh, well, all, all uh, trying to recall, Arizona, they kind of had that comfortably, tension just a little bit. But the other ones have you know, been pretty close games. Coming up next, Bryn Covey. You were wondering if he flashed the O in the end zone, and uh, I got people sending me still shots now. Apparently, there is a question. He did something that looked like that. You did not imagine it. Okay. Now, what exactly was he doing? Was he flashing the O? There's one other possible explanation. We will get to that next. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Nick Ford at 9 o'clock might be able to answer the question. Maybe Britton told him. We'll ask Nick, too. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The new Zone lineup is here. With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the Zone welcomes Unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. And now, really? your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. And he's going to try to return it. Long line drive punt by Snee. Covey! 
That is obviously the Chevy Strong play of the game right there. Know it today at 4.50. And during Unrivaled, the guys will call for it, and you'll have a chance to win fabulous prizes. Covey. Covey! Covey! It's all tone. <laughs> I know. Covey, Covey. It's, it's all tone. That's awesome. He's such a great kid. So the question was, uh, what did he flash there in the end zone? And I uh, got sent this. It's off the Utah Man 2014 account. And it's Covey in the end zone. He's got his teammates behind him. And the hands are above his head. Is he making an O or is he making a heart, Mark asks. Oh, I hope he's making an O. <laughs> None of this sticking up for fallen teammates. Mushy moment. You want to get him? Yeah, get it's Oregon. Face. I hate Oregon. <laughs> get in Oregon's face and yeah. rub it in. <laughs> yes, precisely. That's where I come from. That's no surprise to no one. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I will uh, I'll retweet this photo. You can all look at it and this will be like the Zapruder film. Everybody will be going over. I don't over want the it. heart thing. <laughs> well, it is hard to I got to say in this moment it's hard to I see want what the, it is. Oh, man. <laughs> Please be the O. Be the O. Yeah. Why not? That would be awesome. Yeah. Why not? Because it's not the classy thing to do to Oh, it, it was Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> It'd only be, no, you'd only be they happier. they disrespected you you'd... by punting to you. What a sign of disrespect. They didn't believe that little 5'2 munchkin could get the ball and take it all the way in. So they punted to him. Okay. I'll show you, you gonna... dumb you-know-whats. So Britain just said there, I looked at the north end zone, right? Yeah. And so there's video out there. That. I saw And I'll it. find yeah. it during the break and retweet it if you didn't see it. But the cameras get him. And I he seen didn't it. have the palms up with a, what's up? You right. They're kicking me, or you think they're kicking it out of bounds? Because right. you and I both know I want to take this all the way back. That's a sign of disrespect. Jimmy Lake was right. He sucked as a coach, but to get into Oregon, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Way to mix and match. You're a real gift. I'm just saying what Jimmy Lake said. I know you are, but it was. Still... I never looked at the recruits' transcripts. Jimmy Lake knows what he's talking about there, and they were dumb enough to punt to the guy. What kind of disrespect is that? All you had to do was punt it outside or take a knee and give up a field goal. That's for your, your coming. Ahead four <laughs> points, but no, they chose. There was only one thing that could happen that would hurt Oregon in that situation is by him returning the punt for six. If he steps out at the one, it's like taking a knee, right? There was no time there left. Was. No, if they if they'd shoved him out of bounds, and I thought they were going to, I thought they had a chance, and then somehow. He bursts out See, of the pack. See, you're such a nice guy, and I'm an SOB, that you <laughs> didn't even think that that was a sign of disrespect. As soon as I saw where that ball was going, is that's disrespect to my guy. I'm not going to tolerate that. I didn't tolerate that, let alone Whittingham. He didn't tolerate that. What are you thinking, you dumb bleep, Cristobal? Yeah, you're getting all this run. You're going to be coaching like four different programs over here. I'm he's way already, better than you. He's already been linked to Florida. Yeah. Mullen just got fired yesterday. Right. Cristobal's <laughs> name went right to the top of the list. Right. Oh, Cristobal, he'd be great. Yeah. All I did was kick the crap out of you. Saban, you're something. I kicked the crap out of you. I got to say, it was just a little too Hollywoodish. I really didn't think they were going to run it back. I thought there was a better chance of a mistake. You know, a high snap or something, or a low snap back there. Or maybe it's a so, huge it's a block so, in the back. It's so Hollywood. 
<laughs> it's just like, and then the littlest guy in the field runs it back for a touchdown as the clock hits zero. Oh, stop it. That's why I don't want to go see half your sports Right. Movies. They carried him off. They should have carried him <laughs> into the, into the uh, line. Covey! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Yuck, he says he's not a Hall of Famer, but is this guy not a Hall of Famer? Yep. The Jimmy Lake take, that you, was brilliant. You that would have been sweet. Straight to Rudy. In my book. <laughs> All right, DJ PK, coming up next, Nick Ford, and we'll get this uh, We'll get this photo out there so you can check it out and, uh, and the video if you didn't see it. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.